All righty, guys. Welcome back. Uh, we are here sort of trying a new thing this year so far, just spacing out a little bit more every two weeks or so a video and just a bit more talking points, get a bit more engaging. And to be honest with you, uh, we're getting straight straight into this one. Um, there is some big talking points in this episode and none bigger than the recent, um, well, punishment you can call it. I'd probably call it a non-punishment uh, for... What happened uh, the other night, obviously, the raised elbow, and uh, we've all seen it. Um, let me kick off with you, Dane. You're the, the feisty one of the group, but on a fair income level, um, I think six weeks, is it, <laughs> you go buy a lotto ticket. Yeah, absolute dog shot. I reckon it should have been 10 to 12 weeks. It was just dirty. It was filthy. It was unnecessary player wasn't expecting it. It wasn't like they had, you know, any head exchange or anything like that. We don't want that stuff in our game. We just want fair, good, hard, tough footy. Uh, it's just appalling. He should have spent longer on the sidelines. Like, I, I just, I, I can't get how <laughs> he can use the argument by net that it was accidental or, or something like that. Who is running in their right mind and, and <laughs> runs with an elbow up? Like, the damage that could have done could have been seriously... Um, it could have been a seriously messed up injury and, and his, the, the face of the Penrith player could have been um, something else. Sid, um, what were your thoughts, mate? Six weeks, I tell you. <laughs> As I said earlier, I'm out getting that lotto ticket ASAP. So, Well, look, um, I, uh, I'm trying to look at it objectively um, and, and both sides of, of, the, of the situation. I guess probably the only thing that would have gone in uh, his favour was the fact that it happened so quick. Um, uh, the, the the moment that the attacker gets right in his space and they get in each other's space, basically, because he's moving up and the attacker's, you know, running a decoy and uh, or throwing the pass, or about to throw the pass. Or, um, it was really, really quick. It was really, really quick. I mean, you can... Some blokes do brace himself for impact and some blokes let their body take the hit and maybe in his defence he was like trying to just brace some impact not get winded. I, I don't buy that um, though. I don't buy that. Yeah. He was running past the bloke. The, the play was in the corner so that mm. he wasn't even looking like he was getting the ball and he's run oh. past him and, and whacked him with a, a an elbow that just cleans yeah, him since, up. Since he's solicitor that's why. Like, if that's yeah, the just, argument they're using and that's how they've ended up getting six weeks, good on his good on his bloody lawyer, as Dane's saying. Like, I think everyone out yeah. there is going to be hiring this bloke after this. He's going to be worth billions of dollars. But dead set. Like, come on, guys. It's it's rugby league. We've, we've all played the game. We've watched it for, for ages. And I can't remember a time, even in just running, where you run like that. I'm sorry, Ooh. but you don't run like that. <laughs> Well, he did apologise, so that's an admission of guilt. I know, I know these days everyone apologises for everything, so, you know, the other side of the coin is that he did apologise and it was, he said it was a brain snap and uh, it's not a good look for the kids, blah, 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 um, whether it's scripted or not. Um, oh, that's just a yeah, media plug. Get him off. It's a media plug. Yeah, 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 I think so. I think, um, I think his manager told him you better say something, um, you know, but... um. Look, as far as the six week goes, maybe I would have leaned towards eight, ten weeks. Eight, ten weeks. No, I just, I think the other part to this, and 
they had a big thing about the, literally the day before the season started with the crackdown saying that the judiciary is going to be different this year. Latrell got six weeks last year for what happened to Manu. And I, honestly, if I'm looking at both and they've both gotten the same amount of weeks, Barnett's is, is two, three times worse than what Latrell... Latrell, at least, it was in the run of play. I think you could... Warrant that may have been an accident, though the damage and, and what happened was obviously not not good at all, and, and did deserve a, a few at least a few weeks suspension. But at least that was sort of in a play, in sort of a tackle. Manu just got the ball away. This well, one, well, the ball's it was, it was even, a lot closer to the ball. That's oh, cool. this this one is not even within cooey of the ball, and he just whacked. And then you hear that a lot of it was to do with the uh, a minute or two beforehand. Apparently, Chris Smith whacked Barnett. So he was out to get him. And it was, you can't tell me that's not intentional. He's out to get him. And he's just, I'm just gobsmacked by six weeks. I think the NRL has given themselves here. A, uh, once again, uh, well, they had a chance to give the players a lesson and they haven't. Oh, make a statement. Yeah, well, make, make the statement. And, and they basically just haven't. It's, I reckon... If a player feels like he's just going to come out now, there'll be another elbow this year. There'll be something. There'll be some kind of grubby axe now because a player will go, oh, I'll only get five, six weeks. I'll be back after a short holiday. What, what, what on that, though? On With Dane, like, is suspension the only good way to do this moving forward or is there other ways they can maybe punish players and make sure that this sort of thing happens? Because, as I said, if this hit him in the wrong part of the face or something. We've seen it with coward punches in the past. This this could have been seriously worse. Like, it, it, like I don't want to put it too far out of reach, but if a punch can do that damage, imagine what an elbow like that at pace could have done. So is, is there any other ways you could do it? Yeah, look, I reckon, I mean, they were dishing out fines and whatnot last year. I don't think the fines are really that sufficient. And if they do something off-field, the fines are pretty pretty severe. But, you know, if, you know, they're doing like a TikTok video like Nathan Cleary and, and all that sort of stuff, and I can't remember what the fine was, but it was probably 10 grand or 20 grand or something like that. It wasn't, wasn't low. You know, you're talking about um, harming somebody here. Like, you look at what happened to Manu. You know, fine him 20,000, 10,000 suspended. Give him, you know, six, eight weeks, whatever it's going to be. And then for repeat offenders, the fine goes up. Or if you repeat offends within a certain period of time, then they keep that other, you know, $10,000 or whatever they, they come up with. Start hitting them in the pocket. I mean, that's why they play the sport. One, because they love it. Two, for the for the coin. And just, yeah, come down harder and people will stop doing it. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be just, it's going to be interesting now. I think they've missed it. It should have been, as you guys have said, at least a 10-weeker. And he's basically just got off for mine. But... Uh, look, next point, guys, and something that um, I'm pretty sure Sid has raised. And uh, just about the – has the wrestle come back into the game? I know it was trying to, they were trying to get rid of it. Um, the six agains um, seem to have gone. I know the new rule where inside the 40, um, coming out of your own end, it's actually a penalty now. It's not a six to go. So that's obviously helping that, lessen the six to goes. But um, are we starting to see the wrestle back? a bit more and Sid go on and explain a bit more. We've got a guest. Hold on. We've got a guest. I've got, we've, we've got to add a guest to this is live and look at, <laughs> look at the mugshot. He's on live. There he is. He's 
we'll bring him in actually just quickly jace welcome yes um we we're just talking about the punishment of the elbow um you're obviously the only current rugby league player um for us playing for the kumara koalas and doing a mighty fine job in pre-season may i add um have you ever run with your elbow raised i'm, I'm curious no, uh, not deliberately, not to take out a player the way Barnett did, like running the ball, like taking a hit up, you know, putting your arm up to defend yourself. That's a different story. You're never trying to make contact with someone's head. You're just trying to defend yourself. But what he did, he went out of his way. You can see him step towards him and throw that elbow up. Like it would have been, he was trying to get across in cover defence. It would have been easier for him to take a step to the left and go around him to get across there in defence, but he, he went out of his way to hit him like six weeks is a complete joke for that thing. What what would you be given? What would you you have given him? Min, I I say minimum ten weeks. Minimum ten weeks. He went out of his way to do it. It was a raise that it wasn't like he shoulder charged him in the chest. It was an elbow to to the to the face to the jaw. So yeah, minimum ten weeks. Yeah, that's been pretty much what we've all basically said here as well. I'll tell you what, that is an impact and a half off the bench. I've that that's fantastic. He's just spoken more sense than you two Galars did in that five minutes. So, mate, Dip up or you'll cop an elbow. Well, well, welcome on board. So, Sid, back to the second point. Do you want to go in a bit more to to what you sort of noticed and um, explain to the viewers your, your wisdom of your brain? Oh man, the, just the. Just the uh, convenient tangles in the play the ball area. It's very frustrating. Uh, you know, when you know the game, when you know what you're looking for, um, a tackle's been made. You've got your, hold, your traditional holding down with the hand, and you get other things where, oh, my rep, my arm is stuck or my leg is stuck. And, and there was a lot of that. And um, it's just the six agains have just disappeared. The ref's just happy to let them, let them uh, complete, continue to do those t- uh, tangles. And... You know, the players aren't stupid. They, as soon as they see some vulnerable, players are like children. If they can get away with stuff, if your kids know they can get away with something, they'll keep doing it. You know, they'll push your limits and they'll keep doing it. And that's exactly what the players are doing. They're pushing the, the refs and they're looking at him. Oh, he's not blowing it. Beautiful. I'm just going to get tangled in every single tackle. Um, I don't know if it's it's so that they can keep the game slow so the ref can keep up or, you know, um, maybe they're not quite match fit yet. I don't know what it is. Whether it's by design or not, I don't know. But it, it completely undid all the good work of cleaning up of the ruck um, and giving the little guys opportunity who are getting killed out there right now. Um, you know, guys like uh, 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 Bowen, uh, what's his name? Preston Campbell's son. Um, you know, Tyrell Sloan. Matty yeah, Bowen you know, retired got... 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah, I'm, sure, I'm sure he's got a sign who's pretty quick as well. You know, and um, you know, guys like that, you, you're waiting to, to go to another level and they're being any crunched because there's just no space at the moment. Yeah. Um, I think yeah. just on your, your, your mention of the tangle and things like that, um, I also feel like it's a lot of the, the players at the moment are milking. And I think the refs are uh, catching on to that a bit this year. I've noticed the same, but I actually think a lot of players now because they actually get the penalty to get out of their own um, half of the field now to get go upfield and are milking in a bit more. So I'll, I'll give refs a little bit of credit so far. I actually feel like they've been pretty good this year um, to date. The bunker is another story. We won't get into that again. But I feel like the on-field ref at the moment so far has been okay with that side of, of things. And I think 
players are trying to milk at the start of the year, seeing what they can get away with, what they can't. So they're tangling the defence up and uh, into weird positions, but they're not not letting them get away with it so far. And I actually really like that. I don't mind letting the players sort of deal with it, especially at the start of the year, and then getting a bit more. Um, Dane, have you noticed anything with the way the game's been so far um, the last three weeks? Uh, not really. Yeah, you're just whatever. <laughs> no, I think it's a bit sloppy. No, and Sid, Sid hit the nail on the head. Like, it is a, a strategic play. You slow it down, especially if you're playing teams like the Panthers. You'd want to use those sort of tactics mm. because they're so fast. They get down that field and they're just bang, 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 and they're just rucking that ball down. Um, and, and I do agree with you too, Joel, that the, the ref, the milking side of things, he sort of just get up, play the ball, and then they just get on with it, and then they stop milking as much. We don't want to see penalties, you know, with them getting soft penalties to get down the field. You want to see them earn their field position and, and try scoring opportunities and attacking opportunities. I'm not a fan of the, the wrestle thing. I still remember back in the, in the day when Melbourne Storm introduced the rolling onto the back and, you know, that really slowed them, distorted where they were, and it was just such a slow game. But I, I really want the fast sort of uh, play the ball, the fast game, and, yeah, hopefully they can um, in some way, shape or form get that out of the game to, yeah, just keep that flow going really quick. Yeah. We've brought Jason off the bench, so I want to save him. I want to time his runs right, so I'm going to move to uh, play three and, and have him literally just charge on the ball here because Jaden Sewer, uh, I don't know if this is going to be a record, but I think he's on a hat-trick now um, of sin bins. He, he's had two in a row, two weeks in a row where he's been sin bin. I think he might be the first player if he gets done this week against the Eels, um, who might be um, a hat-trick of sin bins, which I don't think we've ever seen before. We'll have to get that stat checked out. But Jace, as soon as you think of Jaden Sewer, do you think dirty player um, or do you think... Maybe he's he's done a bit in the bit in his past, and he's just uh, a victim of his reputation, basically. Yeah, I think you have a few players like that in the NRL, like at the moment, like you have Jack Hetherington, who pretty much if he does anything wrong, he's automatically penalised ridiculously, and then you have Sua, who he's. I don't think he goes high deliberately. He, he tries to hit the player as hard as he can, and, and he does. He's an amazing hitman, but his, his shots just creep up a bit. And I think, yeah, it's it's his past discretions that keep getting him uh, into hot water. And I think because of that, he um, he does get sinbin a fair bit. And it doesn't help, like, the fact, like I said, he, he tries to hit the player as hard as he can. It's never malicious. He's just genuinely trying to hit the player as hard as he can. And... Sometimes a player, you know, tries to get a little low to protect himself or whatever, and so it just manages to hit him high by accident. I don't think it's deliberate on his part, but, yeah, he does get penalised for his uh, past discretions, I think. Yeah, I think so. Sid, I know he's your player, so I don't want to hear, hear a massive <laughs> defence campaign of your player. What I want to ask you, though, is you've obviously got a, a quite a good player there, and you don't want him missing 10 minutes each game, so... If you're the coach, if you're Anthony Griffin and, and you're speaking a bit slow because that's what Griffin does, um, are you actually pulling him aside and actually trying to – maybe it's something to do with his tackling technique? Are you having a bit of a chat to him? Well, look, um, what you've asked is, is what uh, Griffin was asked in the post-match press conference, and he actually answered that. And uh, they basically said to him, look, um, are you going to ask the league what's going on or – um, you know, can you help us out here sort of thing? 
or are you going to do something on your end? And he actually said what you just said, which is uh, Griffith said he's, he, he wants to uh, look at Jaden, lowering his target area. It's the easiest thing. We don't want to worry too much of what's, in it, what's out of our control. Do what we, what we can, what's in our control. Um, there are two points for that. One, Victor Radley knocked himself out, lowering his target zone after tackling the same way for X amount of years. All of a sudden, he's got to lower it, and his head goes in line with the elbows, and he knocked himself out. It was very dangerous, not last week, the week before. And another point, which uh, I'm trying not to blow up about here, which, which got no attention at all, when the Dragons played Panthers, and that O'Sullivan, that reserve um, $2 halfback they got going around, well, Cleary's injured. He, he, he went down like he'd been shot. And then when uh, Sewer got 10 in the bin, he jumped to his feet, smiling and giggling like a schoolgirl. Um, now, obviously, he, he milked it. And, uh, and, and I've got to congratulate the ref on, on his reaction. The ref said to him, no, you've got to go get your HIA. And he tried to tell the ref that, oh, i just done it with the trainer. I said, no, no, you've got to still go get your assessment. But that game was in the – we're never going to beat the Panthers, of course. But that game was still in the balance. It was 10-6 at the time. And then when Sewer went off, it went to 22-6. And it was a game over after that. So that's, that nonsense has got to stop as well. You know, if you're going to penalise everything – like you said earlier about the milking, they've got to they got to look out for this. I'm going to move on to the next point here, and um, we've got Dane, and there's two teams we want to talk about, but I'm going to keep it to one just for now, um, and talk about the Roosters because I think all of us had pretty much Roosters winning the comp, if not in the top top four at least, and. It's been I know they're notorious for for slow starting, but I think it's more so the way they've lost their first two are uh, the the two games that they have lost so far this year, and both times they just looked totally out of it. They didn't even look like they got out of the gates to be honest. And last week, South coming off two two losses, were going to be desperate, and they just sort of from the get go outclassed. And Latrell was Latrell, and we've all said that he's going to probably have a massive season this year, and he needs to. And he started on the front foot. Um, Dane, as a Rooster supporter, um, are, are you worried about this start and what? Not necessarily the start because we've seen it before, but I don't think we've seen the Roosters, as I said before, play as poorly as they have been so far with the star power that they've got. Yeah, look, firstly, I follow the Bulldogs now. Um, <laughs> I'm off the Roosters. <laughs> uh, they've been really The jerseys come off quickly. <laughs> uh, They've been really disappointing. Um, I don't know if they still think they're playing trials or it doesn't really matter or count. Uh, I don't know if it's a thing with Kiri losing confidence or or still trying to find his way coming back. Um, I don't know. They just look a little bit lost. Even the errors out of Teddy in the last game, just terrible. Jared Weyer-Hargraves, he looks slow and old, like, you know, he looks like he's running at, you know, 300 miles an hour, but he's really only going at about two or three k's an hour. Um, I don't know. They've, they've, they've got something going on in there. I mean, you know, Suwali's due back. He's not going to make a huge difference anyway. I mean, he's going to be a good, strong player for us. Don't get me wrong. But, yeah, I just think they've got to, they've got to adapt to the new, faster style of, of football and I think Kiri having a bit of time out I think he needs to get his hands on the ball a little bit more and be a bit more creative and you know forwards sort of doing their job Victor Radley's been you know pretty quiet and yeah they've got a lot to work on hopefully they'll come good though 
I'll say this. I'll say this about your team. I think um, I think a massive issue when you sit there and think about it. I think there's too many Chiefs now, and I say that because at the back end of last year, and um, when you started to get a bit of momentum with all the players you had out, you had young Sam Walker leading leading the pack around, leading the team around, basically all that pressure, and you had Tedesco helping him out, sort of overplaying his hand, but it was it was sort of working at the same time, and I think Radley had quite a bit of time off towards the back end of last year. And obviously we didn't see Kiri either. And they're both massive parts of this team we've seen in, in past years. And I think they've both come back now. And you're trying to fit four players into something that's normally done with two, maximum three for a, a rugby league club generally. So obviously Robbo, we all say Robbo is one of the best coaches in the game. Um, some say he's the best at the moment, while someone like Bennett isn't coaching, but I think that's a massive issue that needs to happen. Is there a, a chat you go to Kiri? You know what? You've got the experience, but you're also coming back from an injury. Let's take a backward seat for the next 10 weeks or so. Let young Walker keep doing what he was doing last year because he's got the confidence up at the moment. We've seen that with young Flanagan um, at the Dogs. Once you lose a player like that's confidence, they can be shot for, for years to come. So, Jace, we'll ask someone who, who isn't a Rooster supporter, but Jace, what what are your viewings of the Roosters at the moment, and, and can you nail it down to anything? I, I honestly, I I have to agree with um with you there. I think there are too many Chiefs at the moment. Like you got Sam Walker, like you said, he's he's took over last year and took the reins with Kiri out, and he was he had a lot of um, pressure put on his shoulders, and in in a lot of ways, he did deliver. And then he's come into this year where he's used to that kind of um, responsibility being placed on him. And then you got Kiri coming back. It's almost like the two of them are fighting for that for that dominance during the game. And then you have Tedesco, who's Tedesco. When he calls for the ball, you give him the ball type thing. You know, it's um I, I think if this if this sort of Form was mid-year or later on towards the season, towards the end of the season. Then I'd be worried, but you know it's the Roosters. These these guys are professionals. You know, is mm. one of the big four teams in the comp, and I think they'll come right. They'll they'll get their shit in order and they'll figure it out. Yeah, I think the last little bit on that, and Dane pointed it out, was uh, Maria Hargraves had a was pretty vocal in the war uh, pregame and, and things like that in the week leading up to last week about wanting to really get out and, and bash South. And I was the same as you, Dane. I was sort of watching him and he just doesn't seem himself at all. And you sometimes ask these players, like you, you question in your mind, you go, when's the right time for him to go? And people question Cam Smith saying, mate, he could have easily gone one more year, but at the same time he left at his, his peak. Has Hargraves now going on for one or two more too many years? Um, I think the next month or so of footy will, will determine that question. So, uh, Sid, I'm saving you for the next one here because we've we've all been pretty vocal on this club in the past. And after six months off, it hasn't got any better. And that's the West Tigers. It's it's getting to some really deep, dark levels at the moment for this club. It, it's it's not good. And I know a few already start laughing because I think that's what you can do at the moment. You just got to laugh when you think of this club because if you're not, I wish, I'm glad I'm not a Tigers fan because I'd probably be crying and I'd probably be depressed. It's it's not good. Um, they had five months or so to fix this up and they've had so much time to make necessary changes 
I look, first of all, their recruitment. They've signed someone like Hastings. They've signed someone like Tyrone Peachy. They're not going to set the world on fire. I can guarantee you maybe one, maybe maybe two clubs uh, other than the Tigers may have looked at getting those blokes. The rest would have laughed and gone, not interested, don't need it. They continue to sign misfits and then wonder why their team isn't successful. You look at their team, it, it, there's no gelling at all going on there. Sid, wh- wh- where are your issues at the Tigers at the moment? And I, I think there's way more than just the coach. I don't think Maguire's the issue at the moment. I just think this playing group is all over the shop. Man, oh, this, this, there are so, so many issues. Uh, the recruitment is, is one of them. And, and like you rightly said, over the last few years, the recruitment's been strange to say the least. You know, paying big, big dollars for guys like uh, Josh Reynolds and um, M. Bai and, and these sort of guys. Um, um, and, and it's just, I think they lack identity. Um, um, in, in, in short, I'll try to keep it short. They just, they lack an identity. And, and I think in regards to their recruitment, they have to face the fact that while they mis- made mistakes in the past, they took gambles and made mistakes with those guys that I mentioned, among others, um, they have to pay overs for a big-name player, at least one, if not two or three, to, to build a team around. Um, they've gone a different way and bought, um, you know, players that, that are, that are stopgaps, if you like. Um, obviously, they lost Empire and they got um, Tyrone Peachy, theoretically about the same player. Peach is probably a bit quicker. Mbai is probably a bit smarter in terms of a rugby league player. But it, it's like they're just trying to avoid relegation and there's no relegation in a competition. They've got no aspiration at all. You know, it's... Just, I don't know. I, I feel... I really feel for Tigers fans. Um, you know, it's not next year. It's not last year. It's not... I'd be surprised if, if they don't come last. It's just... just terrible. You mentioned the identity part, and it's interesting because if you look around the clubs, you can go, look, the storm, you ask anyone, you go, the Storm's identity, they're, they're robotic and it works for them. They're that good at what they do. They do the same thing every week. You say the Roosters, generally, they're pretty just a tough football t- side that you know what you're going to get from them. Penrith now, they're sort of the entertainers. You know, if you let them get on the front foot, they're going to smash you. If you ask people about the Tigers, you generally would say razzle-dazzle because that's what you normally would associate with the West Tigers. I don't know the last year we've seen that. I think it's probably three years ago when they had Farrow and Benji back on their swan songs and actually started the year half decent and, and they were playing all right footy. But apart from that, we haven't seen it. And this is – I've heard someone say it the other week is that all the clubs that's trying to copy top teams like the Storm – but not all the players can do what the Storm do. So you need to go out of the bubble and come up with your own ways to play footy. And for mine, the Tigers is getting those attacking players in. Yep, let a team score 24 points on you, but you know you're going to score 30. So it, it, it doesn't matter as such. So be a high, high entertaining footy team. Dane, the Tigers, where do you see it so wrong at the moment? And, and can you see any kind of fix this year? Look, I, I can't see a fix this year. Definitely not. I think Hastings is a good player for them. I think the underlying issue from my point of view is, you know, Luke Brooks has been there for quite some time. I mean, I've made it pretty clear I don't rate him. I don't even think he deserves to be playing first grade, to be honest. I think he could be a bit of a so-and-so. I think he'd be pretty forceful and, and pretty dominant. 
you look at the players that are left, like you know Moses left, Teddy left. Um, I think it, I think they've got to get rid of him. I think he is part of the root cause of problem for that club. Well, I heard, and, and, and it must be a culture thing. There, there has to be some sort of a culture thing because it's almost like a turnstile. That club I players heard, come in, even the coaches leaving, like yeah. when Cleary left. Yeah, I've heard massive rumours that. The only reason Brooks is still at the club um, was because of the injury to um, what's his name? The had a mental blank. Dewey. Yeah, Dewey. Sorry, Dwayne Dewey. Um, that's the only reason he's at the club. Otherwise, in the preseason, he was gone. And apparently, what I've heard is, as soon as he's back fully fit, um, Dwayne, uh, they're actually going to move Brooks on mid-year. So that's what I've heard. That's the rumor I've heard. Um, that Brooks' time at the club seems to be over and they want to move into a direction where Hastings is halfback and Dwayne is, is the 5'8 for the club. So I think they know that the time up for Brooks is is here. I just think they should have... I reckon the fans would have been happier if they just let him go, start it from there. If they have a young guy come in, Jock Madden or something, even if they're losing, at least they're starting to make movements for the future and the fans can see that. Jace, I know you really probably don't care about the Tigers, but is there anything that we haven't mentioned yet about improving the club? It's, I think everyone just sort of, I think, no, I don't think that they're a team that anyone can hate. We all just love watching them when they can play attacking footy, and we just haven't seen it. Yeah, 100%. Like, like Sid said, like, um, well, you and Sid, like, they have no identity. The identity they had, that they weren't entertainers. That group of core players that were, you know, part of the entertainers were moved on. And the Tigers, when they did their recruitment, they didn't get that style of player back in. Like you see with the dogs, I know they haven't been so crash shot the last couple of years, but they're always known as the dogs of war. And the people they recruited were still that type of player, the hard, gritty player that's, you know, willing to get into a fight and, you know, stay in there. But I think the biggest thing with Luke Brooks is the fact that he doesn't want to be at the club. Why would you keep a player at a club that doesn't want to be there? Move him on. You've got a young, talented kid like Jock Madden coming through and he's proven that he's got the goods and he can do it and he can play really well. So why wouldn't you just move him on and move on to the future? Like, get that player in. Start building around these players. Like, they, they haven't... They haven't necessarily said this is a player that we can build around with any of their players, really. They've just sort of thrown a team together and gone, I think, this team work on the field. They haven't ever tried to build around someone that's going to be the future of the club, I think. I'd, I'd love to know what they did in the preseason because it seems like none of the players know any of, the, any of each other and there's been no off-field camp or something to get to know each other better. It just seems they're dead set on. must have been training by five or something. Oh, they versed the, the, they had 10 minutes, the last 10 minutes with one Warriors player down and they just, honestly, a proper halfback gets, grabs that game and, and wins it. Um, last tackle, boys. Uh, we're going to put up the, the big midfield bomb here and um, surprise pack of the season. Um, it can be so far anyway. So, a team that either surprised you in a good way, so that they're towards the top of the ladder and it wasn't really expected, or a team on the other end of the spectrum who are who are down the bottom and struggling, and, and you thought they would be producing a bit better so far. Um, 
I'll go Dane first. I'll see what, what club he's picked out in and for what reasons. Oh, look, there's there's a couple, and you've got to say position two and three on the ladder at the moment, Cowboys, Sharks. But if I have to say anything, I'd have to say Sharks because I think um, – uh, what's his name, bloody halfback came from the storm? Nico Hines. Hines. Nico Hines. I think he's just jumped in and hit the ground running, and I really like the footy that he's playing at the moment, and I think he compliments um, Moylan a little bit, and Moylan compliments him as well. I think there's there's more to come from them. Um, so Sharks are the surprise packet for me, and um, I do like watching them play, and and more so um, now than than I have in the past. So yeah, they're the surprise packet for me. Yeah, I think it's it's pretty confident you can say now. I think already after three weeks, you can say Nico Hines is going to be the signing of the year. So he's been absolutely phenomenal so far. And I think a lot of teams out there who had the chance to maybe push for him are probably regretting that they didn't up their their offer just a little bit more to get him over because he, he's going to be a talent and a half uh sid who what's yours for for either good or bad well um i I'm, i definitely agree with what dane said i'm not going to add any more the sharks have been very impressive um uh cowboys for me are the are the good one um the surprise pack i mean i picked them last so gotta be honest you know um and the, the way they're playing is really it's dynamic at times. When they spread the ball, um, they're not scared. They're just trying. They're just playing. Uh, they look like a team with no no pressure. They look like they're happy to not be miles behind the competition, to not be lingering around that wooden spoon. They look like they know there's a new year. Let's just throw the ball around and see what happens. A lot of energy. Uh, there's line breaks. I'm seeing when, when oppositions do line breaks, there's, there's cover defence left, right and centre. You know, they're putting their body on the line. They're putting their heads on the line. It, it's um, very impressive. But early on, I know it's early. Um, the, and and the, the other uh, one... Yeah, yeah. Just just on the Cowboys quickly, can you issue Todd Payton an apology, please? Because you had him as a pretender, so... Uh, look, to motivate your players is one thing, but to be a tactician is a, is a different kind of coach. Um, uh, I'll, I'll reserve I'll reserve the right to hold that uh, apology. We'll see how we go, okay? Um, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah, so um, it, but the the surprise packer back the other way uh, is is uh, is definitely a tie between Roosters and Manly. Uh, they are they're both on struggle street and uh, they can't seem to get a quick play ball with this wrestle at the moment, and it's affected them big time. Yeah, unlucky to those turbo owners of first super coach in fantasy. Um, Jace, who are you going for? Uh, I've got three surprise packets. Firstly, my first one has to two minutes left. It starts. It starts with an apology to Sid because um, because he we laughed at him when he said that uh, Newcastle would be top four. <laughs> and, and it turns out they are. They are. And, and Billy Smith had played too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's been good. He's been good early. Yeah, with Newcastle, I think they're a surprise pack. I don't think anyone at all, even Newcastle, saw themselves being in the top four. Um, second is the Sharks because you know just how well they're playing. You know they had a new coach, new half. I don't, I didn't think they'd be this good this soon. And uh, so you know, hats off to them. And then the other one is probably Manly because a lot of people um, had them, you know, pretty much at the top of the ladder early on with Turbo and everything. And the teams have just managed to figure out how to neutralise Turbo and they've um, left them stuck down the bottom of the ladder. So, yeah, those are my three. Yeah, it's hard to disagree. You actually stole mine. I was going to go the Knights because 
I, I wrote them off. I had them in the bottom four this year just because of their loss of Pierce and then obviously Braley as well in the in the preseason. So I thought that was going to be really, really hard to to get by. So um and even just the way they played on the weekend against Penrith, they were down a man for pretty much 60 minutes of that game and they didn't go away. They sort of stayed with Penrith and Penrith, we've all established they're, they're the team to beat now this year. They're, they're, they're going again. So through that, they they were phenomenal. So um, I'm going the night so far and it's going to be interesting. Normally we start to see all these teams now, it, it gets going. Um, and then basically this is now where they start to, the teams that needed to prove something will either have to push on or they start to go back to the pack. So the next month of footy is going to show who who are the pretenders and who are who are in this gap for the for the money. So, anyway, boys, that's it. Um, we're back into it. As I said, from now on, we'll probably do every fortnight the video just to space them out and, and get some more talking points. So, enjoy uh, enjoy the footy this time in two weeks. I think I will organise Sid to go up to see Todd Payton. Let him have a bit of a chat to him. We'll record it uh, and put it on our page. So. Um, anyway, cheerio, enjoy boys and enjoy the footy.